There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Arts House on Corks 96FM and C103.
got the most divine voice. That is the sound of Cork's Caroline Fraher from Cove and the beautiful Christmas bells. I love that and uh, every time Christmas comes around it's one of my favourite tunes to see returning into the playlist once again. Really, really beautiful, beautiful voice. Now our next guest, I don't know, has he a good voice? I've never actually heard him <laughs> sing for all the chat and all the times he's been a guest in studio. Yes, normally he'd actually be sitting right here in front of this microphone at this time of the year talking about tea, dancing, the Lord Mayor. <laughs> Some people might even call him a bit of a cheeky monkey. So who am I talking about? It's Jerry Kelly. <laughs> Jerry Kelly Normally when we're chatting at Christmas, we're talking about the Lord Mayor's Ball and all that sort of stuff coming up. And none of that, of course, can happen this year. But you have given the gift of so much joy between the Cork Pops Orchestra, yourself and Evelyn down through the years to the children of Cork. And events like the Lord Mayor's Ball in the end of January, bringing joy to so many other people. I'd love to hear about stuff that brought you joy when you were small or even older. Like what kind of Christmas memories or gifts kind of stand out for you? Well, you see, I've got a couple of very strange Christmas memories. Um, <laughs> I didn't spend Christmas Day with my parents from the age of, I think, seven. <laughs> there were six of us in the family. And the tradition, when there, was, when there was less of us, we used to go north to my grandparents in Northern Ireland. But then all of a sudden, there were six of us. So at the age of seven, the older three just decamped to Wexford to the grandparents in Wexford, while the smaller ones went north with the parents. Wow. So this was absolutely brilliant because we got spoiled rotten by the grandparents <laughs> and the auntie Nancy, the maiden aunt in the bakery, uh, which they had, which was they were also uh, very high end confectioners. So we could basically eat whatever we wanted. And then as one of my grandparents said to me one day, you will suffer from the Kelly curse. And I said, and what is that? And they said, you ate so much cake over Christmas you will never eat cake as an adult. So that has come to pass. I no very way. rarely, yeah, I very rarely eat cake because I just, <laughs> I obviously <laughs> got on my drugs <laughs> when you were the age small. of seven or eight. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We used to actually work down there then. So we'd be delivering bread, particularly on Christmas Eve, like everything would be just completely stretched. You know, we're trying to get bread out of the shop. But the thing was, this is outrageous really, but we used to get the bread man's tip do you know what I mean? Yes. He was working all year long delivering this bread. And like obviously he was getting plenty of tips wherever he was going, but we were hoovering up the rest of it. And being small children, we kind of copped very quickly. Jesus, the smaller you are, the more money you get, you know? So you go around <laughs> putting on your extra cute face. Oh, uh, well, do you know something? I think I know. I still know how to do that, Elmarie. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, most people in Cork can see that coming a mile at this stage. <laughs> I love it. But I spent one Christmas with my parents when I was about 19, uh, and that up until the age of seven. And, and that was it. So I think it's, it's, not a, it's not your typical Christmas, really. 
No, but it sounds magical all the same, like in your grandparents. Oh, no. Yeah, no, the memories, the memories are great. And I, I can still remember going up the north, like at the age of five or six, because that was a complete adventure at the time, because like there were, there were actually armed police on the border at that stage. So I can remember one guy poking his submachine gun in the window <laughs> to check us out and probably more to scare us than anything else because of the southern reg on the car. Wow. Yeah. Of course, for small kids, guns are amazing like uh, you know what i mean like <laughs> you don't realize quite what's uh, what the, what the intent you know what the intention was and my parents wouldn't have made anything out of it either you know crikey well they obviously went to great lengths to make it normal and to kind of pass it along fairly quickly for you at the same time memories with yeah. a difference cherry real memories with a difference that's for sure well, now, the worst thing you point at anybody is the uh, the spike at the end of your cello. <laughs> I suppose you could do well, a bit of damage it, with that too, let's say. Well, well that, that, is, that is quite dangerous. <laughs> Listen, Jerry and Evelyn and all the family and indeed all of your Cork Pops family wishing you a happy, happy Christmas and here's to 2022 and hopefully some more live gigs. I know the Cork Pops Quartet has been travelling around and doing some fantastic work with older people and nursing homes and things like that in the meantime but there's nothing like seeing the whole orchestra together so please God that'll happen uh, next year yeah no no Finger, fingers crossed we'll get something uh, we'll get something going like we just had the quartet as, as you say out playing in care homes which has been great fun there's been a lot of laughter and there's been a lot of tears like the music but it, as Evelyn was saying like the, it brings on good tears because it triggers it triggers memories you know yeah. the music so it's really important to get it back in people's lives again it really live is. music yeah for sure Jerry. So, happy Christmas to yourself and Connor Elmerie. Many happy returns. Slán. Thank you. It's always fantastic having a chat with Jerry on the programme. He is indeed one of the gifts that does keep on giving. You know, we were saying earlier on that today is the second day of Christmas. It doesn't yeah. matter if you put up your Christmas tree on the 1st of November. Well, you know, good for you. But the 12 days of Christmas have just started. Um, and the costs have been going up, Connor. Is that yeah, it? Yeah, well, I'm looking at the Christmas price index and it's actually got its biggest increase since 2013. Okay. And you're looking at the various costs of things that are taken at this time of the year or over the year. For instance, since the price of six geese a laying is now up 57%. Outrageous. Three, two turtle doves will now cost you 50% more and uh, three French hens will cost you 40% more. Now, if you want to buy 10 lords a leaping or hire them anyway, they're up 12.5%. And for 11 pipers piping and 12 drummers drumming, you will be paying 7.1% more this year than before. On top of what? Does it give any kind of baseline prices there or is it all just percentages? These are percentages. Um, for instance, the Philadelphia Ballet gave those costs for the... <laughs> the dancers, the Lord's Leaping, yes. for instance. But just over the year, the three most expensive things you can get now are that have shot up in price are gold rings, yeah. exotic pets, and good news for the entertainment industry, performers. <laughs> <laughs> well, our next guest is someone who is no stranger to the world of performance. In fact, she has travelled the entire country performing and it was a pleasure to find out what Linda Kenny chose as her favourite Christmas present of her youth. Linda Kenny, when I look at photographs of you at all your concerts, you're already like the Christmas fairy and especially with the most recent <laughs> ones with all your fabulous red dresses and all the glamour and all the rest of it. I do love Christmas. You I do, do love Christmas. <laughs> you know, and creating magic for everybody wherever you go. So, what what was the magic that you remember? 
oh my gosh. Well, I, I have two vivid memories about Christmas. In our house, we would plague my mother for the key. She, she had to lock the sitting room door because we'd be down at like four o'clock in the morning if we were allowed. So we weren't allowed down before five. So we were all very nice to each other. We'd plague mum until we got the key. And then we all had to wait for everyone to get their dressing on and their slippers on. And, and the door would be locked. You'd be looking in the keyhole and I remember my brother one year asked for a ventriloquist dummy and we were looking through the keyhole and there was a box with something in it and he thought it was the dummy. God love him. It was a doll for me. He was gutted. <laughs> I do remember that. But um, it was a big doll. But I have to say that what I vividly remember was Cindy. Oh, and wow. Cindy was a backdrop to my childhood. I loved her and I had lots of her clothes. The dog did. We had a very um, energetic puppy, um, Golden Cocker, and I was devastated one day to come in and find her gnawing her way through the shoes because <laughs> Cindy and I shared a great love of shoes. <laughs> we, you know. And um, But then my brothers had Action Man and little did they know that Action Man in his Jeep and full arm gear would actually come and pick Cindy up for a date and they'd drive to the other side of the living room. My brothers would have been appalled had they known. Um, and then one Christmas I got um, her bed to go oh. with her, all her paraphernalia. And dad, prior to this, my father would have been, is a very knacky man and was always making things for us. And um, a couple of months prior to this, he had made a puppet theatre for us, basically a teak box where you could put your hand up and, you know, with your puppets and he had curtains and everything and I actually took that over for Cindy and I put her bed into it and so she went from having like a normal bed to this palatial four <laughs> poster bed. It was very, very fancy. And then Granny went to England. She had um, sisters over in England and she went over and on, on that trip, she she brought me a Barbie doll back. I had never come across Barbie. And Barbie was very, like, kind of sexy, really. I didn't ever take her. I couldn't warm her. She was way too um, cutting edge. <laughs> Cindy was more girl next door. And Barbie was a bit uh, cutting edge. So that was it. So, yeah, Cindy was uh, defined my early years. I have to say, I'm with you on the Cindy dolls. They were absolutely brilliant, but I can just picture you with the puppet theatre. And not only that, but Cindy and Action Man. Why not? What a show. <laughs> you know, you had a no, great they show. They weren't occupying the four posters I know, together. I know. They were just in the teeth, <laughs> travelling around my living room floor, but it was so lovely. I was just thinking of the puppet show and you know what you had a great show at Ryan Morgan a few years ago Love and Hisses and oh, uh, yeah. there you are now forever <laughs> in my mind you are the Cindy Dolan action man of <laughs> the <laughs> My brothers will be traumatised when they hear this <laughs> Linda to you and all the sing-along songbook team happy Christmas here's to 22 and happy Christmas too and listen just to say a huge thank you to you and Connor and um, everyone for keeping the arts alive in this very odd time. It's been just wonderful to think that we're all still so connected and so present given everything. Thank you. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas.
Oh, I really love that one. That's Maitha Festa, Galician Christmas Carol music for Midwinter's Eve and uh, right the way through Christmas. Love that particular track. In fact, when we come back after this ad break, we're continuing more of our chats with our Christmas guests. guests and it's Jack O'Rourke next. Cork's 96FM and C103. The Arts House. Well, I know that so many of you would have loved Jack O'Rourke's song Silence and the poignant lyrics of that, the boy asked for kitchen toys from Santa Claus was the opening lines for a song that just brought the house down in Cork Opera House last Sunday for their Christmas concert when Jack sang it on stage with the Cork Opera House Concert Orchestra. During the week after that, I rang him and asked him, well, what was his favourite Christmas present when he was small? And guess what? Jack, I know you've been recording so much music this year. Wild Place is just one of the fantastic albums of 2021. And it was so great to hear you on the stage of the Opera House last week. And I know you've been recording already for TV, for other voices for the coming year. Like, things have been going really, really well, thank God. But I was asking everybody this morning about favourite Christmas memories or toys you remember getting when you were small. And of course, the song Silence that brought you to national attention. That was exactly what you wrote about at the time. What are you going to share with us today? So yeah, happy Christmas to you first of all. Um, it's, it's lovely to be on break. Um, are you remembered, yeah, age three or four, of writing a letter asking Santa for a kitchen and he brought one. So um, he was listening. <laughs> Unlike the song then, he was listening. He was, yeah. And um, I, I, I live next door to a chef, Henning Dressel. And uh, so I grew up kind of, as a kid, loving cooking and everything like that. So the song does address that, yeah. So anything I asked him for, I always got. Tell me about the kitchen then. The kitchen was a Fisher-Price kitchen, I think. And it came with uh, pots and pans and plastic fruits. And <laughs> um, I think I think there was a, a laundry situation on the other side, which uh, didn't set me up for being a good um, a good person with, with tumble dryers and washing machines, as, as my mother and many other people would tell you. You're get away out of that. That's a convenient helplessness <laughs> there now. <laughs> but tell me, tell me about your own skills as a chef. Then uh, they're slowly improving. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can do can do a good uh, omelette. <laughs> You're atrocious. You're atrocious. <laughs> After all that Fisher Price training, like, mm. would you would you do any baking or anything like that now over Christmas? My mother's a great baker, so I, I hope to hope she passes down some of her knowledge to me. She cooks great. Um, tart to tan and anything with apple basically uh, mm. we're all fans of in my house I think it's just a time to totally unwind if you allow yourself and to reflect and it is magic and um, I'm going to be an uncle soon so so I think that will change things again I think through children you get to re-experience all that magic of Christmas Well listen you carry on sprinkling your magic with music and we'll carry on just basking in the glow of it Jack happy Christmas to you and to yours Happy Christmas Emery <laughs> and to Connor and thank you for your incredible support of me and Claire Sands and Mick and Susan and so many other Look. songwriters um, it means a lot and you do a great job so well done well, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Um, now, we're not playing any of your music today, though, in a kind of a little that's treacherous right. moment. It's just Christmas tunes all the way. But very gently, and we will again once we hit the new year. Thanks so much, Jack, and Nolly Connor. Nolly Connor, good fashion. Togo boogie. <laughs> we will. Well, you know, when I uh, hung up from Jack, I went, I do have Jack singing a Christmas song. This is actually a live recording from City Hall of Jack singing with the Cork concert orchestra for the Lord Mayor's concert a number of years ago and 
I'm going to dedicate this especially to the entire vaccination and booster team who have kind of taken over City Hall, obviously, at the moment, um, but sending you our love. And in fact, to those of you in vaccination centres and volunteering in pharmacies all over Cork City and County. Um, but here's to the days when once again, City Hall will be filled with people coming for music and when we're going to play this particular track, besides the fact that it's so poignant and beautiful, Connor and myself were laughing at people coughing uh, <laughs> in the live recording because they're in <laughs> in a concert hall. Yes, I suppose. It, <laughs> but the important thing is what I want to hear back, back there again, and it's applause, not just for the people who are there right now, but applause coming back to City Hall. You'll hear that at the end.
get kind of emotional listening to that kind of applause. It's been a while since we've been able to have, what, 900 people or whatever like that in City Hall for... Spontaneously. A sold out, you know, yeah. just incredible. And that beautiful, beautiful piece from Jack O'Rourke and the Cork Concert Orchestra. So big hello to Adrian O'Mahony and the entire board and all the musicians and players uh, when we can once again squash everyone up on stage and not have tape on the floor all around each individual musician and oh you know those days can't come soon enough now oh, well. Connor we were talking about the 12 days of Christmas yes. we are talking about all the presents this morning and what people <laughs> remember and you were giving me percentages about how high mm. things have gone but I said but yeah how much yeah. is that so I had to do it in number crunching a bit of research and I actually found out what the 12 days of Christmas cost okay. and you were talking about 10 lords leaping earlier on They were, this is in dollars now $11,260 that's just under 10 grand in euro okay so interesting what hasn't changed Changed in price, interesting enough, is nine ladies dancing. Why does ten lords at leaping go up and nine ladies dancing not? You see, Barry O'Mahony was talking about the gender pay gap there during the news. That's more of it now. Typical. And typical, four calling typical. birds, still the same price. Seven swans are swimming, still the same price. Anyway. And Put eight, on the lock in you and have a look at them all in time. Do you know how much eight maids milking costs? No. Fifty-eight dollars. What a what? Yeah, and no change in no. price. But anyway, add them all up and the grand total is $41,205. That's about 36 grand in euro. So there you are. Bargain at half the price. <laughs> okay, uh, maybe you got very exciting Christmas presents yesterday. Maybe you got one gift that was special. Maybe gifts aren't your thing at Christmas and you main focus for you is just seeing your friends, seeing your family and celebrating together and taking a rest. Guys, we've you know, like we're joking about the 12 days of Christmas, but that is what we are just started into and that is the time of year to do that, to take a rest and sit back. Uh, maybe you might like to watch a gentle game of snooker or something like that. Well, <laughs> that might go down well with my next guest, Trevor Ryan. Trevor Ryan, I know you would have spent so many of your childhood Christmases singing and dancing or performing at the stage of the Opera House with the Panta was one of the younger Monforts. Now here you are, not only director in the Monforts, but director of the Panto in the Opera House. So you're carrying on sprinkling Christmas magic. And Christmas, I suppose, is a working time for you in a sense. But besides all of that, when it's in the downtime and you're looking back, what are your favourite Christmas memories or presents and things that you think of? Well, I think my favourite Christmas present was I was probably 11 or 12 and I got a miniature snooker table. Oh. Yes. It was the time of Steve Davis and Ray Reardon and Alex Higgins and so on. So snooker was hugely Mm. popular. And I was a great fan of snooker in my younger days. Bit of a pool shark, Trevor? Probably. I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) So Santa Claus came. He gave me a snooker table. We put it in the box room upstairs. I don't know how we actually managed to maneuver around the table. But myself and my brother were quite competitive. And we used to play probably every day. Five or six games. And... This went on for weeks and months and months. And actually, when you asked me to to do this, I was trying to think back on stories or tales, whatever. And what I remember about it as well was we had relatives in Boston and they sent me over a suit, a three-piece suit for Christmas. Now, there was no way I was ever going to wear it because it was flared and it was so old-fashioned. And I mean, I was 11 or 12. I mean, there was no way I was going to wear a three-piece suit. But what I did wear was the pants and the waist jacket like the snooker players of the day. Yeah, Absolutely. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And I used to have the cue chalk in my little pocket and so on. So, you know, <laughs> it was all about the theatrics for me as well, you know. And I suppose I, the, the other bit of that story then is, so I had the table for about a year or two and then I kind of maybe outgrew it and I passed it on to my brother. But I did something which I shouldn't have done and I was reprimanded by my parents for doing it. So I challenged my brother to a game of snooker one day and we went up to the box room and I said, you, you, can, you can go first. So he hit the white ball and it bounced off all the reds and nothing moved. And he was, what's after happening? And of course, I broke down laughing. I couldn't be consoled. And what I had done was I had meticulously glued all the balls oh, no. to the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was murdered. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great. Oh my God, you rogue, you thumping rogue. Did rogue, you ever get yeah, it repaired yeah. or was that the end of that? Uh, no, I think, look, it, it was uneven <laughs> after that because obviously trying to prise the balls off and there was still, you know, remnants of the glue and so on. But uh, <laughs> Come here, Trevor. I had to do it. I'm not so it. I'm not so bad a pool player myself, you know, so someday we must have the old uh, line up the, the 20 pences along the side of the table. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> and lay down the challenge. <laughs> Listen, I know oh. it's going to be a busy time for you with Nanny Nelly and all those adventures and just congratulations to you and all the team at the Opera House Panto for what you've done in terms of rearranging and accommodating everybody and mind yourself over Christmas now and save the energy oh absolutely I will indeed Henry. I'm looking forward to the downtime and spoiling my little daughter she's three now this year and I think this is the first time now she can comprehend Christmas and Santa Claus and so on so it's going to be very special enjoy it all Trevor thanks so much thank you Anne-Marie Oh my God, can you imagine? Now, Wayne's eyebrows shot up here because Wayne, of course, is a superb snooker player. <laughs> and when I was having chemotherapy, Wayne used to be texting me about the world championships and all that sort of stuff and snooker and keeping me going. And hours of snooker got me through days of chemotherapy, I have to say. So no, Trevor deserved a slap on the wrist for sure for that prank. But I'm delighted he's spoiling his little girl. And you know what? One of the things we love at Christmas is sharing it with children, whether it's watching their joy, opening the presents or sitting down to just watch kids movies because you just can't beat them like the Muppet Christmas Carol. Someone who touched my soul and made my world brand new. There's part of me, a place inside that now belongs to you. The love we found, the love we found, we carry with us, so we're never quite alone.
It's going home and getting warm by the fire. Christmas. It's true wherever you find love. It feels like Christmas. Christmas. The kindness that we share with another, a sweet reunion with a friend or a brother. In all the places you find love, it feels like Christmas. It is the season of the heart, a special time of caring. Ways of love made clear, and it is the season of the spirit. The message, if we hear it, is make it last all year. Oh, oh, oh yes, make it last all year. <laughs> fearless fiddler and bilingual singer and I'm here to wish you all a happy Christmas Nullig Hunna I'm looking forward to a game of road bowls accompanied by a hot whiskey with my family and reflecting on what was a very very exciting year for me and my music thank you to everybody in Cork's 96FM for all of your support have a beautiful Christmas Ganairi live agus mwila bwaik Nullig Hunna
really love that one every single year. That is, of course, the Wexford Carol. I suppose, though, if you're in Wexford, people tend to call it the Enniscorthy Carol. Do you know that goes back to practically the 12th century? Yes. That's one of the oldest Irish carols still carried right the way down through the centuries. It's incredible. Such a uh, beautiful, beautiful, gentle piece. I remember coming across it myself during the year doing a bit of research into the dialect in Wexford, Yola. Yola, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Genie. Anyway, one of my better memories of the summer actually is being outdoors in the Triscoll when they put up a big circus tent, to my eyes anyway, and got performances going there. And one of the best gigs of the year, in my mind, was, well, our guest, our next guest, was one of the three performing on stage. Greenshine. Mary Green, Greenshine have had such a fantastic year with so many songs and brilliant airplay all over the country. I mean, that's a gift in itself. But you were a mom, of course, and Ellie, obviously now singing with you as well, creates Greenshine. Are you going to share a present with us this morning of your own or something for the girls? I think that I'm going to pick um, the best present that I got was the best present that they ever got, according to themselves. Um, when I was a kid, my favourite thing was books, so <laughs> we can't speak too much about that. Like, it's a fairly boring one. Oh, not but, at all. Um, a world of adventure. Yeah. <laughs> a world of adventure. And when the girls were small, I read all the Harry Potter books to them as their bedtime stories, you know. So we, we, we had that between us always. But uh, one Christmas, myself and Noel were a bit strapped for cash, and uh, we were wondering... You know, we we had bought them little tiny bits and pieces, you know. But I had no money for a big present, you know, the big present. So what I did was I went into Hickey's. Remember the the, uh, the fabric shop yes. in, in Cork, Hickey's. And uh, I bought just a little length of this kind of gossamer kind of material with goldy bits on it and stuff. And I went to the pound shop <laughs> and I bought... Um, Two things that were for flower arranging. They were like sticks, golden sticks, and on the end of the golden sticks were golden twigs. <laughs> and and I, I got them just two twigs out of the garden, and I I kind of wrapped them all up well, and uh, and I gave them okay. to them. And on Christmas morning, like we still do it, we never tell each other what we've gotten each other. And um, so it's always about the surprise. So I would get up with the girls every time they got up. And we'd open all the presents together. And when I got when I got the two parcels of the the things that I'd made, they opened them up, and I said, "Oh my God!" I said, "Look at that Harry Potter outfit!" And <laughs> and they were thrilled. They had the, the little cloaks on them, uh, and they were running around the house for a couple of hours with the on, on the broomsticks, which were the twigs with the twigs on the end of them. Like, but I asked them recently. You know, we, we love Christmas in our house. We really get a kick out of it. And I asked them recently, what's the best present you ever remember getting from us when you were small? And the two of them at the same time said, oh, the Harry Potter stuff. There so that actually made my Christmas as well. And uh, it also, like, you'd be thinking, oh, am I depriving my children? I'm not buying them expensive stuff. But that was actually the thing that stuck in their mind down through all the years. And they're grown women now and they still remember it. A whole world of imagination. And that's what it is. Imagination, play and time together. And you can't put a price on that. Happy Christmas, Mary, to you, to Noel, to Ellie, to the whole family. And uh, we're hoping for so much more fantastic music from you in 2022. 
Well, thanks so much for featuring us as well, Elmarie, and for your support to all the artists that you, you featured down through the years. And uh, a big hello to your brother-in-arms there, Connor, and I wish you both the, the best for Christmas. Well, please God, there'll be way more music from Greenshine in the coming year again now, that's for sure. Lovely, lovely, lovely to have Mary on. And you know what? We're talking about Christmas presents and all that sort of stuff, and we're chatting away backstage, as they say here as well. <laughs> and I don't know what your favourite Christmas presents were, but we were chatting away here. When we were chatting about the uh, the caps earlier on with the guns, yeah. and I said to you, okay, so what was your favourite Christmas present when you were small? Yeah, I, I have great memories of a brilliant present, and what it was, was, you might remember, Evil Knievel. <laughs> the bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. click it onto this stand, <laughs> you'd wind it up, you'd put a yeah. book and you'd jump the table, and ah... Oh. Break a few things along the way, a few ornaments and what have you. But oh, it was an amazing present. Yeah, one of my brothers got Evil Knievel one year, and I think I may have played with it more. I mean, yeah. I was laughing listening to Linda Kenny earlier on talking about sending Action Man and Cindy off on a date around the living room. Like, probably I did that with Evil Knievel as well <laughs> at some point. What about you, Connor? Well, with me, Santa, I don't know how he got into my bedroom, but he always left the present on my feet while I was asleep. I never caught him, like, you know, and this particular year huge box and I opened it up and man had just landed on the moon that year and what did I get I got the Apollo I got the little lunar module I got the astronauts but most importantly I got the moon oh my gosh wow <laughs> you could set evil Knievel then yes. doing a ramp from one over end over the, the moon <laughs> <laughs> the cow jumped over evil Knievel yeah see I actually remember my favourite Christmas present was one of those do you remember the flatbed tape recorders yeah it was like a, a rectangular box when all yeah. the record things and I got one of those and there used to be a circus on television on Christmas day do you remember that? Was it smart? I can't remember what the circus Smarts? was. Circus or something. I just remember the patience of my family because <laughs> I was nine and I turned down the volume on the television and turned on the tape recorder and recorded myself doing my own commentary for the circus. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> and you know, the thing is, I'm sure I had that tape for years and then taped over it because... As a teenager, I was mortified. And I would love to have that tape now. I'd say it was absolutely ghastly. But the more ghastly, the better. Isn't that it? For sure. <laughs> I re- hope you really enjoyed sharing all the uh, Christmas present gifts that are guests have shared with us over the last uh, couple of hours and indeed the music music with a little twist but I'm going to go out with uh, a beautiful beautiful carol um, or at least go close to going out with a beautiful carol uh, earlier on I was saying to you I love the music of John, John Rutter, Rutter yeah. at Christmas time and on the stage of Cork Opera House last week for the Cork um, Opera House Christmas concert mm. Magella Culla sang this particular one with the Cork Opera House Concert Orchestra and it is the beautiful I suppose wish for everybody really what do you want you know presents are fantastic but they come and they go dinner is fantastic but it, <laughs> it comes and, and it, it goes, goes. <laughs> <laughs> what do we wish for each other I love this one <laughs> 